Good evening, everybody. Let's begin to learn Daf Chav Gimel Amid Alf and Masechtas Chagiga. We're going to begin from Daf Chav Beis Amid Beis on the bottom, three lines from the bottom. Anoisias Hamedris, Anoisias Hatruma, Avoloi Es So the Mishnah had said that someone who carries the medris of a zab, right? So the medris is something a zab stepped on, or like his shoes they wore, are are tame medris, and that's an av ha toma. And if he carries it, he becomes tame. So he can carry truma without touching it, meaning he can carry a barrel, a klicheres barrel of truma, and uh, this way he will not make the truma tame, and that's fine, even though he's like so tame and so close, that's okay. But it didn't, wasn't allowed for Kaidish. Kaidish my time alive. Why did they prohibit it for Kaidish? Because of a story that happened once. The story with someone who carried a barrel of wine, Kaidesh. That was Kaidesh. From one place to another. And he was, uh, he was Zav, or he was Medrash Zav, and his the strap of his sandal broke off, and Vinatlani took it. And he put it into the, on top of the chavis. He was hoping it wouldn't go inside. And it fell into the avra chavis. And it was metame the kaidish. And at that point they said, Hanoise es hamedris. So here it's, 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 it's important to understand. The fellow himself must have been a zav. And it was his ritua that was medris a zav. Uh, it was a shoe of a zav. So, and then when that fell into the chavis, that was the problem. So anyway, so the the when it, it became tamei by Shamra At that point, they made this gzera that hanoisas a medris. Anyone who carries the medris noisas a truma could carry truma of a kaddish, but can't carry kaddish. So that the same story doesn't happen again. Why don't we extend the Gzera to Truma? What should the difference be if the, this Cheshash is a Cheshash? So our answer is no. This is a unique opinion that we make Gzera is very, very specific to what happened. Whose opinion is that by a certain Gzera that they made by um, Paras Chatos, by, by the Halacha of Efer Chatos, which has the most stringent form of Tahara, as we know from the Mishnah, they made a gzera there, and he said also it was only very specific to the particular case, Yarden and Sfinas. Kamash has the story. Mai, what's that? The You can't carry both mechatas, water that's already been prepared, and you've put efer uh, into it, or efer itself, the, the ashes of a paraduma. And you can't... Um, Cross the Yardane with a Sfina with a boat. Likewise, you can't throw it over. You can't float it across the water. You can't ride a, a, a horse carrying it. You can't ride on someone's back and carry it. The rule is this is the this was the policy that they instituted as a, a result of the Xera that your feet have to be touching the ground. You know, as long as your feet are touching the ground is okay, and therefore Abamavir and Algabi, I guess you can cross a bridge with it, even though essentially the bridge is in midair, but your feet are on the ground. There's no difference between the yard and another rivers. No, the gzer was very specific. Only yard and only svina, nothing else. You can ride a horse, you can throw it across, you can float it. The only thing you can't do is cross, cross the yard with a svina. I like the story that had happened. What was the story? There was a story with a person. He was... Um, uh, 
bringing May Chatas and Efer Chatas over the yard in Vesvina, and he was in a boat. And then it turned out there was a kezayis of a mace jammed into somewhere in the bottom of the boat, and it became tame. <coughs> At that point, and you can't um, carry efrachatas or mechatas over the yarden in a boat. And Rav Chanani says that was extended gzera, and the other brothers say no, that doesn't make sense. They go regards anything similar. So therefore, our mission that it says that this gzera of the medrus, which was as a result of a story that happened with someone carrying. Um, uh, a barrel of Kaidish and his son got nifsa. According to Rabbi that's why we only do the gzera by Kaidish because the story happened by Kaidish. And according to Rabbanan, truly they would have made the gzera by everything by Truma as well. So our mission is only going like Rabbi Kavya. I mean. So now the Gemara says, okay, let's extend that um, reasoning then. If we're going according to Rabbanan Ben Kavya, so Yibayluhu sandal tame. That is, if the sandal was tame. That's the case of Gzera, sandal tahar mai. But what if your sandal and martar? Would they make the Gzera in that case too? Chavis psucha, the story was with the Chavis was open. What about if your Chavis is tum? And that's why it fell in, right? But what if your Chavis is closed? Would they have made the Gzera in that case as well? So that Gemara remains with the Shail. Now the Gemara is a new Shail. Avar benasama, what happens if you are Ivar? And you did carry it. Does that make it tame? So Reb Reb tame. If you did carry it, it becomes Tamer, so it's interesting. So it means, according to Rezeira, that this is different than the other Gzeras. The other Gzeras, like Chatzitza, it doesn't work. The Tefillah or the other Halachas. In this particular Halacha, for some reason, Rav Zera holds that it was just an Isser. They told you don't do it. But if you do it, it won't actually become Tamer. So it's like there's no real bite to this um, Gzeira. Okay, let's continue on. This is the next case of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if Kalem that were finished Batara for Truma, you can use it right away. And for Kaidish, they need Tefillah. So the Gemara says, the Gemara who, who was exactly working on these Kalem and, and finishing them and completing them and making them royal Kabbalatumah? Who was, who was involved? Elam and the Chaver. If you're going to say it was a Chaver, uh, someone who's Nizr, in Tuma and Tahara, he was the one that did it. Why is it necessary to be titled? We know it's Tar. It must be, and Amaris is the one who finished it. Why would you call that Nigmar Mitara? It's immediately Tame, he's Tame, and he's been Tame the Kli. So Amar Rav Rashil, Amar Rav Mas, Amar Shmuel, Lo'elam de Gemrin al-Chavr. No, it's talking about a Chavr finished it, and that's why it's Nigamar and Bitara. In Mishim Tzinuru de Amaretz, we're concerned that an Amaretz might have walked by and spit, and a drop of his spittle was on this uh, Kali, and it was Mitamit. So Gemar, the Nafalemus, when did this exactly happen? Elam Mikamid Ligmar, if it happened somewhere earlier before he actually finished it, Halab Mana, who wasn't a Kali yet, and if it's not a Kali, it's time of Kabbal Tumas. So what's the problem? El Abbasadigamri must have happened after he finished it. No, then he wouldn't leave it out. Once it's royal Kabbalatumah, the Chavr would be careful and he would tuck it away. Mizizarba, he'd be careful with it. So Mara says, Lailamikamidigamri. So it happened before it was finished, where the Chavr stepped out for a moment. He wasn't careful with it because he thought, you know, it's not royal Kabbalatumah yet. So what could happen? And meanwhile, Amar went by and some spit got on it. And the Dilma Be'idindigamri, and it was shortly before he finished it. And Be'idindigamri, and at the point when he completed the Kali, which could be actually. By many kalim, it could be a very, very small thing that is necessary for completion. It could be just a final rub, a final sanding. So it's very possible that it just was a very you know, a moment. Uh, took a minute or two to do the final step, and a dain lachahi, and that roik uh, could was still um, moist. 
and it was metamit. So that was the reason why we made this gzera, and we made the gzera for Kaidesh, and we did not make this gzera for Truma. Good. So now, the Gemara makes a diik. Tvila and Harav Shemeshlai. The Mishnah said that this Cheshash only requires you to do Tvila. And once you do Tvila, you can use it immediately, even though typical, typically if something actually did become Tameh, it should require Tvila and Harav Shemesh, meaning you have to both Tvila it and then wait till uh, the night that becomes the next morning in order, I mean, when it becomes night, I'm sorry, in order that it should have the full Tahara, Tvila and Harav Shemesh. And the Mishnah only seems to require Tvila, which I guess is a Kula, based on the fact that it's just a Cheshash. So the Gemara says, if so, Mishnah won't go according to Rebbe who did require Harav Shemesh, which we're about to prove. It's very not Mephorish, but we're about to um, extrapolate that from the coming Mishnah. You have this tube that you were in the middle of making it into a keli to store chatasid. They had these little tubes, like, uh, I guess... You can think of them as like these uh, test tubes where they kept the chatas in and they used these shreferis. They used a, uh, um, a, a uh, straw of some sort that probably grew naturally and then they cut it up in a way that it was usable for that purpose. So at that point it became a cleat. So Rebeleazer says it requires to feel immediately. Um, which means that he assumes it became tame. And Rebbe Shulamir, no, we don't assume it became tame. Yitmo, you have to make it tame. And then, and then you can be tabled. So, a little background information over here. Chatas is very, a very fascinating thing. Essentially, paras chatas should be the thing that, that Chazal should be extraordinarily careful that it should be tar, because it's used to be metarol, and everybody's relying on that for so many ramifications, right? They assume they're tar, they go into the base of Mikdash, they eat kachim, they touch truma, they touch other people. So, so many things that we bank on the mei chatas and the, the efer chatas being done correctly. But there was a machloikis between the tzedaikim and the chachamim, and as we have already had in this Masech, and as you may be familiar from many places, these things caused great confusion in Kla Yisrael. So when these things came up, Chazal would have to do their utmost to disprove the position of the tzedaikim. So the tzedaikim held that in order to be involved in the process of tahara of paras chatas, and now we're talking about the fellow who spritzed it on the tame person, they said he has to be 100% tar, he has to have gone to the mikveh and had harav shemesh. And Chazal learned from a pasik with a drasha, which was tzedaikim didn't agree with. So this was the actual, you know, argument about the basics of, of Teresh of So the Chazal darshan from a pasik that no, he's allowed to be a tful yayim. He could be someone that was tamay, just went to the mikveh, even though he doesn't have, have, have harav shemesh. Even someone who's somewhat tamay, he hasn't had harav shemesh yet, he can take mechatas and spritz it. So being that they wanted to prove the tzedaikim wrong, they're misakin, that... They're going to actually make the guy tame, even if he happens to be tar. The guy who's spritzing the mechatas on the tame person will make him tame. Will make him touch a sheretz to him. Uh, that's not actually what they did, but they made him tame in a drabana way, so that he required tefillah and he would do tefillah, not harav shemesh, and that would prove the tzedakim wrong. Since they did that, which was like a big kula, and they uh, were so makele regarding the tumah in the end. They made tremendous, tremendous chumras regarding all the way up till that point, every step of the way in preparation of mechatas. If you learn mesechtis um, uh, para, and uh, or or if you uh, learn, if I come across it in other mesechtis and sukkah, they made tremendous amount of chumras that way, way beyond a little bit we saw in our mishnah, way, way beyond anything else, in order to just ensure that. 
you know, even though we have this cool in the end where we're metame, they're super, super, uber careful about Tumen, Tara, and Paraschat is up till that point. But regardless, the fact is, is that when we got to the end point and we did the spritzing, not only did we make the guy who spritzed Tame and then Taival him, so he should be Tulyayim, we made the Kalim as well. So that's what Rabbi Yeshua says. This Kana that you now prepared for the purpose of uh, spritzing or storing, it uh, is tar, totally tar, so you need to be metameid and then table it so that it's a, it's a tzolyayim and prove that you don't need Harav Shemesh. But Rebbe seems to think, no, it's tame, And you don't need to go through the trouble of touching it to sheretz and making it tame. Just be table it right away because it is already tame. So that's a machlekes Rebbe and Yibishu. For some reason, Rebbe seems to hold that this refers that you've just now finished was actually Tameh already. Why was Avinabah, the Chat Chaman? Who was it that cut this? Elaim the Chat Chachaver. If a Chaver who's Mnizer and Tum and Tar cut it, Lamalit Fila. Why is Rabbi saying that it needs Tfila? Why is he assuming it's Tameh? Well, the Chat Chamar, Amar it's cut it, then it's Tameh. Bahalim Rabbi Shur Yitma, Vitba. Why would Rabbi Shur require you to be Matameh? You should agree, Rabbi Yazar, that it's clearly Tameh already. Ha Tameh Vikai. So Amar Rabbi Barshila, Amar Rabbi Mas, Amar Shmuel, Elam the Chat Chachaver. No, same man. Amar makes the same Akimta that we're talking about a Chaver cut it. Umishum Tinur Amar. We're worried that there is a little Reich spit of an Amar on it. Navlemas when did it fall? Same question again. Elam Mikam the If it fell before he finished it, Alav Manu is not a Kli yet. Well, it's not Mikabel Tuma. Ela Basa the Chat Chah. If it was after he cut it, Mizez Arba, they'd be careful that no Amar gets close to it. Loyla Mikam the Chat Lechutcha. It happened before they cut it. Uh, and Dilma be'idda dechadcha at the moment that he cut it, adai lachhi that roik was still wet and it made it tummy. So that was a chashash that Reb Eliezer had, and Reb Yeshua apparently did not have. So Bishlam al Reb Yeshua, Reb Yeshua, we understand what he did. He said you have to be metameit and hanedik hekerel tzedekim, so that we can prove the tzedekim wrong. It's not metamahayoha esakayin hasaref is a para. There would be metame the kain who who burnt up the para lahaitzi milibin shal tzedekim to prove the tzedekim wrong. Shahaya I'm Rabbi Shemesh Shalisinas. They would say you had to be a harav Shemesh to be totally tar. And uh, we allowed, we made him Tameh, we got him to go to the mikveh, with before Hanar of Shemesh, he went and burnt it. If you're going to say that Rabbi Eliezer, because of this chashash, requires not only tefillah, but he requires Har of Shemesh as well. And over here, he tells, he tells you, just do tefillah and not Har of Shemesh, so it's good. So Rabbi Yezer, because of this chashash that we're talking about in this whole Amit, that he's worried that the Reich was there before and it stayed afterwards and therefore it's Tameh, normally he'll require you to Har of Shemesh as well. Not like we're being medayik in our Mishnah that, that you don't need Har of Shemesh. No, Rabbi Yezer always requires both tefillah and Har of Shemesh. So being that over here he's saying you don't need to do Har of Shemesh, so just by being tefillah is sufficient and that's a hakera. But Amri Ba'alma, the way it's Meduik in our Mishnah, that Lobian and Harav Shemesh, this Cheshash does not require Harav Shemesh, and Tvila is enough. So then, how could Rabbi Yezer, because of the Cheshash, say, oh, just be Tavilit, there's no Akela Tzedekim? He should also require you to touch it to a Sharetz so that you can have a Heker to the Tzedekim that when you do Tvila, that you're not doing Harav Shemesh. So that's the question of the Gemara. Again, the question is that in Meduik in our Mishnah, that Tvila, because of this Cheshash, that Reik was there before and it stayed afterwards, all you need is Tvila. We didn't require Harav Shemesh for that. The problem is that if so, Rabbi Yezer says, when it's in the situation of Paras Chatas, the same Cheshash, all you need to do is Tvila. And Lechaira, he must hold you need Harav Shemesh because otherwise he wouldn't tell you just do Tvila relying on this Tumah to prove the Tzedekim wrong because. 
if this is the Tumah that he's using to prove this, like him wrong, as soon as he did um, Tefillah, it's done, it's gone. Must be there. Rabbi Yezrael no, Tefillah is not enough. You need to have Shemesh too, and that's why it's disproving the Tzedekim, and if so, it contradicts our Mishnah, which seems to say that Tefillah is sufficient for this kind of chashash of the Roik of the Amoretz. Okay, that takes care of Daf Chav Gimel Amidal, for the middle of a Kasha. It's a funny place to end, but we'll pick it up as Hashem tomorrow, and we'll review this question again. Have a good night.